0: الرحمن الرحيم صلى الله عليك يا رسول الله صلى الله عليك يا مولاي وابنى مولاي يا أبا عبد الله يا رحمة الله الواسعة ويا ثم يا مظلوم ويا غريب كربلاء يا ليتنا ثم يا ليتنا كنا معكم سيدي فنفوز والله فوزا عظيما بر محمد وآل محمد صلوات بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدان لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدان الله الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام وكفى بها نعمة الحمد لله على منة الولاية وكفى بها منة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا وعظيمنا وحبيب قلوبنا النبي المؤيد والرسول المسدد والمصطفى الأمجد والمحمود الأحمد حبيبي اله العالمين ابي القاسم محمد صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى اهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين سفن النجات الاعلام مراكب سفينتهم نجا ومن تخلف عنها هلك وغرق يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and do not pursue that which you have no knowledge of. Indeed, the hearing, the sight, and the heart, all of those will be questioned on the day of judgment. Today's topic is something how different to what I've been talking over the past few nights I'm talking tonight about Islamic etiquettes and our responsibilities as youth when we go on the social platforms because it seems this has become a pandemic and a problem all across the globe what is accessed what is not accessed what we can uh, 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 gain not gain what we can you know post and not post and so on and so forth we all know that we live now in an age of technology and artificial intelligence the what we call the internet superhighway or the tsunami of internet as some people have put it everything now can be accessed through just one you know touch of a button from your phone from your laptop from your desktop you name it it is actually available for all of us we are all aware of these things yet we think that it is not going to affect us in any way shape or form to the extent that we think at times that we are not even addicted to these social networks when in fact there's hardly anyone among us including myself who are not addicted in one way or another to this average average use of internet and social platforms on a daily basis. That is, if you want to time yourself, of course, because there is a timer in all of these. But average, average usage is between three to four hours. Three to four hours. You know, today we were in a conference. Said Kazwini mentioned something interesting. He said sometimes the good deeds of good menin are considered by the awliya of Allah as what? As mishaps. For example, someone prays in the middle of the night, Salatul Layl, night vigil. For 30 minutes, he thinks, MashaAllah, he's Imam Ali now. Right? But to Imam Ali, 30 minutes is an insult. Right? The 30 minutes in itself is good. Right? It's good. But to imam ali it's an answer. imagine if imam ali was here today and knows his followers are spending four hours just surfing surfing you know going up and down internet and posting god knows what and listening to what and hearing what and you know replying to what and so on and so forth we are all unfortunately brothers and sisters not immune from the plagues of the social networks right everyone around the world can access this and that's where the danger lies because everyone can access these social platforms that's why we need to be extra careful when it comes to the usage of such platforms i name few criminals ex-criminals teenagers angry people parents of course we're not worried about parents because they should be on our friend list as i said right? I will come to this. Anyway, sick people, depressed people, comedians, con-artists, and the list goes on and on and on. Everyone can access it now. Everyone has, you know, that ability to go into. And the impact of this modern technology is immeasurable in terms of its effect on ourselves, on our religion on our faith on our etiquettes on our akhlaq on our moral system you name it and the list goes on right internet is just like a knife there are good aspects to it and there is the other negative aspect to it what we should be mindful of brothers and sisters and I speak to myself first is that when we access and use this uh, internet and use that social networking we should utilize it in the benefit of ourselves our children our community and of course at the top of all this list our faith you know today the challenge is not on the battleground this has become the battleground what is produced what is posted what is information out there changes the mindset and the outlook of people on things today everything is being marketed through social networking everything from goods to you know to to products to to illegal stuff you know to vaping you name it it's there right anything is accessible over the net you can order it it comes you know within two three days four days you know it's funny that. Even kids these days know how to access everything. you know? I was sitting at home one day and the door knocks, and there is a postman outside my door. He said, "There is a parcel for you." I said, "I didn't order anything." He said, "But there is a parcel. Is this your name? Yes, mine. Is this your address? Yes, my address. And it's I opened the parcel. It's a toy from that movie, uh, you know, in the boot. What is it called? Yeah. Boots in the boot one of those toys I didn't order toys from then all of a sudden my five-year-old runs out of the bedroom salam alaikum baba wa alaikum salam your royal highness he said this parcel is mine I said what the heck <laughs> this parcel is yours when did you order it and he flips to his back in laughter he said two days ago I accessed my mother's phone I and I put an order on that toy I don't know in what world I was you know it's scary in as funny as it is but wallah it's scary because you don't know what our children are accessing once they are behind closed doors and they lock their rooms on them only Allah knows what is going on right only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Almighty knows what's going on. So internet networking is the new, you know, international meeting place, and it can sometimes be spiritually uplifting, no doubt. Today, the technology we have at hand can allow you, at a touch of a fingertip, to access any hadith, any quranic exegesis. You cannot, you can actually make a comparative studies of all the authentic hadith the weak hadith the fabricated hadith the good hadith the not so good hadith just by typing one word right by typing one word and this is an uh, an eye-opener not only for me an eye-opener for all the respected speakers around the world when they come on this member why I say this because you can never tell anymore fibs from the member right you can never exaggerate things from the member you know why for two three firstly you have a responsibility academically to the intellect of your audience right you should respect the mind and the intellect of your audience because they will catch you out if you come here and relate a story that no one has heard of right or exaggerate a piece of information in regard for example to what happened on the plains of karbala on the 10th day right you will be caught out one of our youth will open the internet and he will search that hadith and before you know it these children and these youth and our elders or whatever or our sisters mashallah they will hold you accountable at the door and they will say, you mentioned that hadith and that hadith is fabricated. Allahu Akbar. Imagine the responsibility that Allah has given you to preach his word and you are preaching fabrication. Waqifuhum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the day of judgment in the Quran, let them stand here before me for they are responsible for what they told people. You will be responsible. I'll be responsible every speaker will be responsible either preach what is right or don't preach at all right don't assume the position of a cleric or a position of someone who's disseminating information about Allah and the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt عليه unless you are sure that what you are preaching from the member is authentic right don't mess with people's intellect you owe them that respect in order that you can actually guide them towards the right path otherwise what what is our responsibility we are actually if we don't apply the rule of authenticity in what we say then we are misleading the public we are misleading our people our people who come here for guidance our people who come here so that they would be taught about the truth human being therefore brothers and sisters by nature our social being we all know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us with this ability to socialize in fact there is a hadith by rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, and you can research it inshallah it's authentic Sallallahu ala muhammad wa ali muhammad It says, mudaratun Nas Nisfud Din." Nas Nisfud Din. What does that mean? mudaratun Nas Nisfud Din. You know, Mashallah, all of you here—they either work, they own business, or they are—they work for a company or CEOs, whatever the case may be. What is the one most important expenditure that companies spend on their work? It consists of two letters, but it's an abbreviation. P-R. What is P-R? Exactly. Public relations. Public relations. It's the biggest budget in any company. Why? Because through public relations, if you you master public relations, you know how to draw the crowd. You know how to get clientele. You know how to sell your product. You know how to market it. It's all about P-R. Rasulullah in this hadith says PR is half of your religion. Mudaratun nas nisfu To be sociable, to know how to live among others, to know how to reach out to them, to know how to speak to them, you know how to apply etiquettes, how to relate to them. All this falls under PR. Because yesterday we spoke also, don't forget about the relationship between us and Allah and us and other human being that's what Allah wanted the vertical the vertical and the horizontal relationship the vertical is between you and Allah do whatever you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but don't mess with his creation because you are accountable I'm accountable that's the vertical right people have rights on me I have rights on them it's reciprocal we have to respect these rights. We have to engage in these kind of activities in order to respect one another and not to impose or encroach in- on others. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, in the most beautiful terms, He had invited His creation to engage in these social activities. He said subhanahu wa ta'ala fi al-hujurat, in Surah Al Hujurat, in chapter Hujurat, Ya ayyuha nas. Allah says, all oh mankind, we've created you of a male and a female. And we made you. Listen to this verse. It's amazing. It's an invitation to dialogue. Dialogue and we created you from a male and a female and we made you into nations and tribe what is the reason what is the reason hmm? beside worshiping Allah as he said in another verse by the way ليعبدون, in this ayah, I have not created the ends humans and jinn except so so that they may And we interpret it sometimes unknowingly, you know, unknowingly to worship him. It's not to worship him. Liyabudun in Arabic in this context means So that they may come to know and recognize Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just worship him. Because you can never worship someone if you don't know him. Right? You can't worship Allah. I don't want to worship someone I don't know. I don't want to worship someone that hates me and I hate him. I don't want to worship someone that is angered with me over the little thing I do. Doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. He's the one who called himself Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. All of a sudden, I break a plate at home. I break a plate at home. Mom comes, God is gonna barbecue you. Allahu Akbar. Over a plate? imagine if I broke the TV what is he going to do with me slaughter me you know this is the image of God we are putting out there to our children everything God is gonna you know put you in the Tanur God is gonna make you kebab God is gonna make you kubide. God is gonna you know barbecue God this God ah and if you come to the mosque and one hair is sticking out of your hijab you're gonna be hanged from a fan in Jahannam hold on there are fans in Jahannam. really you know if there is electricity in Jahannam, the Koreans will change the fans into ACs and here goes Jahannam. you know not that the Koreans are going to hellfire God knows right God knows we need to be able to and you know communicate the message in the right frame of mind not just take things for granted Okay, one hair standing out. Amur bil Ma'roof in the nicest of ways. Take her aside in a separate room. Sister, maybe you're not aware. May Allah bless you. Your hijab looks amazing. You are the pride of our face for wearing this hijab, just like say the Zainab did. Zainab was the face of Islam. Women are the face of Islam. You know what? Wallah Al azim I take my amama in respect to our woman. You know why because if we had to be 24 7 in hijab we will not be able to do it that's why Allah gave the women the hijab not the men <clears throat> we would give up I put the Amama for two hours I lose my mind right not my mind also and my hair will follow as well right so you can imagine these poor sisters in summer winter spring you name it they are committed committed don't put them down elevate them elevate them zainab was there in karbala for a reason she was there to fight for that hijab she was there to communicate the message with the most modest way to the enemies of islam and she never compromised she never compromised so we made you from we created you from male and female made you into nations and tribes for what reason this be our litarafu so that you may come to know one another so not to fight not to quarrel not to have battles not to wage war no so that you may come to know and respect one another you know you know why because imam ali says in one of his statements sallallahu alaihi sallu ala muhammad wa ali muhammad He says, This is in Nahj al-Balagha, by the way. Whoever consults people, he adds part of their intelligence to his intelligence. So you grow. You grow. Because you diversify yourself. You earn more knowledge. If the consult is good, beneficial, it will make you a better person it will broaden your knowledge look at the words of imam ali he says meaning what this is an invitation so that we can open up to one another i in my position as a sheik i'm not mr know-it-all i could learn from a five-year-old i should open up to my brothers and sisters they may have a piece of knowledge that i may not be aware of what's the big deal if i learned From someone else. My position should humble me to learn actually from others. To learn from others, you know, and put myself out to be able to engage in a dialogue with others where I can actually enhance my knowledge and experience with all my community members. Right? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sums up the whole debate of the ayah. He says, Your worth not in how much you have in your bank account your worth is not in the car that you drive you know whether it's a bentley sp- spare whether it's a lower size and will it's i don't know what right with 21 inch mag wheels where are you going 21 what do you want 33 after tomorrow yeah like in michigan next door you know you you drive next to chevy 65 and the whole car is pumping up and down where are you taking this world you know for what it's all a show it's all a show and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to this show you know he says inna akramakum the most worthy of you the most honored of you in the sight of allah is not the one with most money is not the one with most uh, houses is not the inna akramakum Allahi atqakum the most worthy of you in honor in the sight of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most pious and god conscious This is what makes you a human being. Imam Ali says, The worth of a human being is in what he knows, not in what he earns. Subhanallah. In what he knows. In knowledge that is beneficial to other human beings. Right? What is not sanctioned, however, over the net. Here we are invited to engage in social networking. Right? Which is fine. No problem. Expand yourself, expand your uh, circle of, of, of people and friends. But what is not sanctioned by Allah's law or the teachings of Ahlul Bayt is that people connect with one another and engage in a behavior that is deemed inappropriate by Quran and the teachings of Ahlul Bayt and that it contradicts the moral and ethical standards of our faith how can we keep ourselves safe from falling prey to this so-called innocent social media networking one of the most common casualties or one of the first common casualties of social networking is what who knows is loss of modesty loss of modesty shame there is no more shame everything gets posted in the net. You know, in Egypt, I don't know if any of our brothers here are from Egypt. We had a beautiful brother among us two days ago. In Egypt, there is a very famous orator and uh, book writer. His name is Najib Mahfouz. Najib Mahfouz. He's a very well-known writer. He talks about literature and morals. He, his, his subject, his subject is, they call it adab. You, you know the word adab? from you know from having manners literature so one day he's driving his fiat he has a fiat you know those old Fiats with the oh those small alfa romeo with that flower on the back the green one you know those 60 models or i don't know if you are too old or too young for this anyway he's driving and then sorry to say this sorry please forgive me please a belly dancer is driving beside him in a Bentley so she rolls her window down she says see the difference between having morals and not morals see the difference of having morals and not having morals meaning because of your morals you're driving a fiat because me I don't have any respect because I dance I can afford a Bentley this is the world we are living in we don't recognize people on the basis of their ethics and morality and respect right and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala from the highest places where blessings descend on humanity he comes out and says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he explains it in the most plain simple words so that people can learn from the you know the moral standards of the Prophet. He said, "Wa inna kalala khulukin adhim." Indeed, O Prophet of Allah, you possess the best of manners, the best of akhlaq, the best of etiquettes, the best of moral and social networking. You are the epitome of akhlaq. Anyone that looks at you will fall in love with your akhlaq. You know, in the in the most most positive way if I want to uh, uh, explain the prophet not in the negative way because it can have a negative connotation right but in the most positive way in our day-to-day usage when we see something beautiful something unique something extraordinary especially when we see a beautiful young boy or a beautiful young girl acting in the most innocent way we what do we say what a cute baby right i call my prophet the cutest of human beings wallah the cutest of the cute he is so lovable so approachable so approachable you know one day the prophet please forgive me if sometimes i go into subheadings the reason being is i only have 55 minutes including the majlis and the introduction right and I can't stick to one topic because I have a million and one idea I want to share with you. Okay? So if I go into tangents, forgive me. I'll come back. I'll come back. Right? And I only have how many days left? Today is Sunday and Sunday, seven days. I only have seven days with you. Like I'm going to pour everything in my heart to you in seven days, inshallah. So please forgive me and bear with me. Bear with me. A lady comes. And the Prophet is on his way to the mosque. Just to show you a bit of his empathy, compassion, amazing character, and how much he was approachable, sallallahu alayhi wa How much he was approachable. And the manner in which he acted in when someone approaches him. alayhi wa ala ahli baytihi al tayyibin tahirin A lady comes, like she's maybe 55, 60, you know. She comes, ya Rasulullah, salaamun alaykum, alaykum salaam. And the Prophet is going to his mosque. You know, she stops him. She said, "I have an inquiry. What is your inquiry?" She said, "Where do I start from, ya Rasulullah? This husband of mine." You know, when you know, when you, when a woman says, "This husband of mine," that's an hour discussion. Okay. Well, of course, without with all respect. You know why it's an hour's discussion? I'm not being funny. It's because they cannot take it anymore it's a cry for help that's what it is it's a cry for help they're saying I've had enough no one is listening and no one is giving me my rights that's why it's an hour's discussion so she's talking talking and you know the rewire go check it out the riwaya says the Prophet was listening to her she's an old lady because she was an old lady she was a bit short so the Prophet was standing in the riwaya. it says as if he was in ruku', so he can listen to her. This is your Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, out of respect. He's bending his back to a woman who stopped him to talk to him in the middle of the road on his way to prayer. Then all of a sudden, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, what happened? The adhan. He doesn't want to interrupt her. She's bereaving. She's trying to explain to the Prophet her agony. So the Prophet in between the conversation he says aunt khala khala khala, you call khala respected you know I respect he said please aunt aunt can I ask for your permission to just go pray and we and, and then I will come to the same spot and we can continue our conversation <laughs> <t- <t- <elle> and, and you know what the West comes to brag about women's right what women's right what woman's right you've sold your woman what woman's right you want woman to do anything and everything in today's world and you're talking about respect dignity to woman what 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 are we talking about what what sort of woman do we want out there in public what sort of woman do we we want the respectful one the progressive one the educated one the one who goes into any particular profession with her head raised high because she has the flag of Islam on her head to say to the world I can be a scientist I can be an astronaut I can be a pilot I can be anything because Islam does not stop in the way of education and progress right this is the Islam we want this is what the Prophet so one of the first casualties of online social networking is haya modesty. Look what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi says in regard to this particular issue. He said, "And modesty is a branch of faith. Modesty, having modesty, is a branch of faith, one of the furoo' of your faith, of your aqeeda, of your belief system. Salawatullahi And when a Muslim loses modesty," he or she by the way you know we don't have in islam the concept of which is cultural by the way and inshallah inshallah i will be able to talk about what is specifically culture and what is specifically religious because we tend to mix the issues right when it suits us it's religion when it doesn't suit us it's what it's culture you know or when it it, 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 it's to our benefit it's culture when it's not to our benefit um I I can't do it you know it's too much for me so we mix and in that mixing you know what we are doing we are actually mixing the mind of our youth because we are confusing them one day this is religion one day this is culture one day this is culture can you please rest on one front and tell me what is religion so I can follow it don't confuse me i've had enough confusion in my life i have three four five different identities right an identity at home an identity at work an identity in public uh, places an identity with my peers at school or college i have had enough i want to be the person i am and be proud of who i am and hold that identity with my head raised high Without any confusion, right? Without any confusion. So, when a Muslim loses modesty, he or she loses part of their faith. Facebook is a public forum. The words you say, the conversation that you have on any of these social platforms, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, uh, becomes public. It's no longer private, right? It's no longer private and we are willingly brothers and sisters this is the danger we are willingly stating our views our position our belief and our personal own discretions out there for public consumption we're telling everyone out there this is who i am do whatever you want that's who i am so if i am telling lies on social network I'm actually telling everyone out there, I am a liar. If I gossip on social network, I'm actually identifying myself now as a what? As a gossiper. If I'm a fornicator, God forbid, I'm putting myself out there as a fornicator from my views. If I'm a womanizer, I'm telling the whole world shamelessly that this is who I am. Ajib, without any modesty, without any shame and we think this goes unaccounted for you know the ayah i just read in the beginning allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says stop them because their hearts their tongue and themselves will be questioned on the day of judgment about everything they do and say everything it's being recorded there's no more you know messing around therefore if we openly report our views without modesty or shame then we are telling the world who I am actually are. And you know what is this new phenomena, pandemic? I call it, you know, not covered. The new pandemic. You know? Everywhere I have to go, I have to take a selfie. I'm ordering food in a restaurant. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Snap, Facebook, Instagram. You know i'm holidaying with my family privately Seventeen thousand pictures of me or my wife or my family or my kids or my everyone you know we invited once a superintendent superintendent police officer to one of our muslim uh, radio stations and we told him what is the f- first thing you should do when you go on a holiday he said do not say you are on a holiday on facebook why he said, "Because this is an invitation for robbers. You're away for three weeks, Bana, bro. This is an invitation. Come and rob me because I'm not at home, right? And we post and we say and we start everything, you know, shamelessly, shamelessly. You know, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi has a saying, very interesting saying, very interesting saying. He says that Allah forgives everyone, even if he sins." For as long as he does not announce it. As long as you don't announce the sin, there is a chance always for repentance, and Allah will forgive your sin. Look what the Prophet then says. Illal Mujahiroon. What is the term mujahirun? Mean Jahara. or yujahiro. And jahara and yujahir moons means that you make the sin and then you go and announce it. You go and announce it. Yani for example, for example, I won't speak about it. I happen to be committing a sin. I had a meeting with my uh, GF. Okay. Now these days it's good if you. It's a GF. You know. Imagine it's. It was a BF. Wallah, it's مصيبة, مصيبة. At least it's GF, yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> Imagine if it's a BF. What world we are living in, Wallah? What world we are living in? You know, one of my colleagues may Allah uh, raise his rank and give him, Insha'Allah, more knowledge. I think you should listen to his lecture, Sheikh Azhar Nasr. He just made a lecture about what would happen if Prophet Lut come today. Allah I don't know the guy probably will resign well Prophet Lut will resign he says I'm done man I'm done what is this he says I'm done I'm done I'm out of this world I'm out of this world of yours anyway so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa said Allah will forgive all your sins except those who come out and expose so I have a meeting with whatever I went to the disco I went somewhere. No one knows. No one knows. It's in the middle of the night. You've done the sin. You've done whatever you want. May Allah guide us all. You know, I say sometimes, we are all like the moon. We have a dark side to ourselves. Because the moon always has a dark side to itself. right? Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that we found God somewhere above heaven. We all found God broken on our knees. That's how we found God. When we did the worst, that's when we found God. We came on our knees asking for forgiveness. That's how we found God. Right, let's be realistic, you know. So this 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 uh, guy, he's done what he's done. No one knows. He's protected. Allah has covered his sin in the darkest of the night. You know, Imam Hussein says to his companions, you know, this is this is the night. You know, on the ninth tenth of Muharram, there's no one there. He has a candle, and he turns the candle off. Now it's pitch dark in the tent. He said, "This is the night." take it as a camel and leave because these people only want me so he used a metaphor he used the camel as a knight he said go use it for travel so you're covered completely the next day you find on twitter facebook instagram all the photos and whatever he's done habibi where is your modesty where is your shame why are you putting yourself out there look at this story I have to go to the Majlis, and I'm not done with this, by the way. I'm not done. I'm only actually page two of my speech. God help you. All right? Page two only. all right? So uh next time, please, if you invite me, give me two hours, not one Sa Muhammad Ali Muhammad. Or probably I won't be invited at all next time. I'm just having, I'm just having wishful, wishful thinking. Wishful. Anyway, anyway. anyway. Allah wa was once in the desert. Finished by 901. Okay. Uh, uh, in the desert, quickly I will say. They did not have water. So he appealed to Allah, Ya Allah, give us water. Moses says, No, no. There's one person among you, one person among you, 40,000 of them, 40,000 Jews in the desert, lost. You know, he says, one of you who's a sinner has to come out in front of 40,000 in front of 40,000 Ya Allah you're gonna expose him he said my condition so Musa goes on Mount Sinai and he announces whoever has sinned among you or the Israelites must step out or there is no water instantly it rained instantly it started raining Musa looks to the heaven and says, is this a joke no one came out No, that was your condition, Ya Allah. No one came out. Why is it raining? So Allah says, Ya Musa, ta'addab. Oh Musa, know your limits. When you made that announcement, that servant of mine turned to me and he asked for forgiveness. And for 40 years I've been covering his sin. Now after he asked for forgiveness, you think I'm going to expose him to you? Look how Allah protects you. You know one of those youth one of those youth is wahab you know wahab you know wahab was a christian guy not even a muslim not even a muslim that wahab it says that imam hussein as he was coming to karbala he stops in a particular place where he had pinched his tent right he has pitched his tent he's standing there and he was not there knocks on the tent door whatever he speaks to his mom you are uh, she is more some uh, the mother of someone by that name she said yeah yeah i'm the mother of of wahab what's your story who are you he says, don't worry who i am you know but tell your son to apply the dream that he saw yesterday imam hussein packs up and leaves wahab comes he said to his, his mom says to him You know something very strange happened today what happened he said someone came to our tent by allah he looked and had the radiant face of jesus son of mary she said who is this guy i "I don't know what does he want he said go and apply the dream you saw yesterday he said oh my god how did he know how did he know she said what did you see he said mom yesterday i saw Jesus in my dream, he introduced himself to me and he said, Do you know these people who are with me? He said, No. He said, said, This is Muhammad, this is Ali, and this is Hussein. He will be in Karbala tomorrow. Go and give him your support. He comes out, he's newly married. Newly married, 20 days married. Wahab comes out of his tent, rushes towards, towards Imam Hussain. Salamullah Allah alayhi, catches up to him. On the, the day of Muharram, it was the incident. incident. He says to Imam Hussein, O oh my I Imam, I confess and I, I say, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadun Rasulullah, he becomes a Muslim. This wahab. Can you give me permission to fight Oh Hussein? Imam Hussein says to him, Oh wahab, you have just turned Muslim. You don't have to fight and lend us your support. He says, how and what will I say to all those radiant faces that came to me in the dream, Muhammad Ali Fatima and Jesus, son of Mary, he goes. gets permission finally from Imam Hussain to the battlefield as he is fighting his wife is pleading with him don't let me alone don't leave me alone come back to me I'm newly wed his mother says don't listen to her go oh wahab fight on behalf of the holy personalities fight on behalf of the household of the prophet Allahu Akbar all of a sudden, brothers, his wife is coming, coming into the battlefield. the battlefield. She's saying, Oh, Wahab, don't come back to me. Go and fight. He says, Ajib, your affairs, oh woman. What happened to you? You were just telling me not to go. Why now? She said, to Wa'iyat al my heart broke when I heard Hussain. He, he said, What did he say? He said he was standing in the middle in the middle of the battlefield, crying out towards heaven and saying, Allah Sunni Susuna. Is there anyone that will come and give us his help and his, you know, services in this day? And no one was responding. So go and fight. He goes, he kills about 20 people or so, loses his both hands. He cannot fight anymore. Comes back to the tent. He says, mom, are you pleased with me? Are you satisfied that I serve the family of the prophet? She says, by Allah, I will not be satisfied until I see you killed on behalf of the Sallallahu goes back into the battlefield gets killed now his mother follows she's carrying a whole pole a metal pole comes into the battlefield imam hussein says hold on hold on there is no fighting on woman this is what what's gonna break your hearts brother. and i finish she said why i cannot live after you or hussein and after my son i need to die with you. He said, in our religion, religion, women women don't don't fight. fight. Wouldn't Wouldn't, you be pleased pleased to know that that you will be be like Zayda? She said, said why? why? What will, why will happen to <laughs> he, he said, she, she, will, she will, be will be taken, taken prisoner of, of war. And you and will be also taken with law. her as, as prisoner of war. She said, said, said Zainab, Zainab will, will be, be taken as Sabaya. sabaya. Zainab, Zainab, the daughter Zainab of, of Fatima and Ali. Will, and will He said, yes. yes, yes. He, she said, yes, then I'm content to be in the position that Zainab is in. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raga Five times from the loudest of your voices, with the sincerest of your intention, for all those who have asked us to pray for them. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أمن يجيب Louder, louder, louder. Amman Ujibul, Amman Ujibul. The last one, one with one the loudest of your voices, Amman. يجيب المضطر إذا دعاه ويكشف السوء بحق محمد وآل محمد وبحرمة الفاتحة مع الصلوات